couldn't think of a fun intro for this one. I probably should have. Um. We don't have to start every episode with a song. We really don't have to start every single one singing. Then you come up with a fucking intro. This doesn't have to be a song. Then you come up with an intro. How you doing? You don't like how I'm coming up with them. How you doing? Well, now bad. Oh, you were doing good before though? Yeah. That's good. I was doing good like 30 seconds ago. How were you 30 seconds ago? I was pretty good, but now I have been yelled at and judged. You always are. <laughs> you excited for Christmas? I was going to say, no, yeah, you, you, you got to keep going if you don't like how I'm I started I'm perfectly it. fine with this. What do you mean? I'm perfectly good. Am I excited for Christmas? Yeah, I think, I just genuinely think that our past like four episodes have started with a song, which is fine, but I was just trying to say, you don't have to feel pressured to start every episode with a song. I feel pressured. I just don't have that. Uh, how else do you want me to start it? I don't, the way, video game update, there isn't one. Great. I don't know. I leave tomorrow for 10 days. Yeah. If I come back and the apartment's on fire, then that's just how it is. You leave tomorrow for 10 days. That is what I said, yes. It's because Christmas. Coming. I don't know. I, I haven't felt excited for Christmas, I think, since I was like 14. I've been, you know, pretty consistent about how I felt this past month. I think I, my updates have remained pretty, uh, pretty, uh. Pretty grim. Pretty, just, you know. <laughs> pretty, pr- pretty. Sturdy. Pretty when I'm editing them, I'm like, oof. Consistent, sturdy, <laughs> sitting at great. my desk editing these episodes and going, Jesus. Us driving last night and I, after an hour of silence in the car, go, I think my mental health is the worst it's ever been. And then there was more silence and then you went. Oh no, why? Now tell me how you wanted me to react to that. Uh, a party. So I was actively driving on the freeway. Fuck. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I have something fun. Okay. Did you know I learned this and now I'm afraid. What kind of chair do you have in your room for your desk? It's just like a little, like one of those little circle chairs. It's like a little circle It's not chair. a rolly chair. Not a rolly chair. No. Does it go up and down? No. Office chairs that go up and down, they are powered by uh, pressure. They're pressurized. Mm-hmm. That it's, they can catch on fire. Well, so they're pressurized and that it's got the air in a little tube and the right. pressure is what keeps it up or down. Mm-hmm. There's less uh, surface area in the top of it because you have the pole that's kind of controlling it going up mm-hmm. and then it's got a little pocket of air that it bounces on. Uh, and they can explode if you get on them too hard or if it's not properly made. If there's any kind of like crack in the the casing mechanism, that can explode. And it's happened in China a lot, which is more just a number game than anything. Um, but it will make the chair explode and then the pole holding the chair up will go up and fucking can kill you. It will go up your, it will go up your anus, yes. <laughs> there have been multiple cases of this. You sit and it... And, like, it can kill you. Merry Christmas! People have died. If you're getting a rolling chair for Christmas, you better not. And if you get, like, the cheapest one, it explodes. It can explode. It, 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 it will explode. Well, because it, it, instead of it just, like, popping, you know, murdering you, a fucking uh, Vlad the Impaler style, it also is cheaper to put uh, just regular air in those tubes as opposed to, like, uh, I think nitrogen is what you want to have in there. And the thing about air is that it has oxygen in it, meaning that the pressure then is fed by the oxygen and starts a fucking fire. Also, Christmas trees explode when you set on fire. Oh my god! Did I mention that last episode? I (laughs) I don't think so. No, but I feel like you've mentioned it every day for the past ten days. It's crazy of just our daily lives. I'm just walking around with this information. I'm supposed to live (laughs) my life normal after that? Yeah, a little bit. You set it on fire, it becomes a column of fucking fire. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. 
It's crazy. It's a, t- it's a tall, dry tree. Tall, dry tree. They spray them with hairspray to keep the pine needles from falling off. And the way that they are set up means that there's such a good flow of oxygen going through the tree that it just fucking... <laughs> it's crazy. So this is what you wanted me to talk about instead of just singing a little ditty. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know the words to the ditty. I felt unincluded. Okay, so that's what it was. I felt unincluded. Is, is, is you felt isolated by my... I felt unincluded. By my ditty. <laughs> I have to wake up at three in the morning tomorrow. How are you going to go to bed? I don't know. I'm going to take a bath and then finish packing. I'm just not going to get a lot of sleep. Okay. Because like, I don't know. I want to play um, some Smash. You want to play some Smash? Yay. So here's the thing about our relationship is that when Delaney responds with just like a, a resigned reluctance, that's actually good for me. Because in general, what'll happen is that if she- Because I just say no. If she'll just flat out go, absolutely not. I have to pack for tomorrow. Why would we play Smash? You dumbass bitch. Uh, and then we would just go, and then there would just be like a moment of silence as I sat there collecting myself from being roasted that Delaney would edit out of the podcast. And then we'd just be like, sup? Anyway. No, you've been so good about me putting so many Muppet things on the TV the past few so hours. So many Muppets. But you, they, you had fun. I love it. I do. You had fun. I fucking love Elmo. Well, only like two of those videos had Elmo in them. Doesn't matter. I just fucking love Elmo. <laughs> I'm all about Elmo. Elmo's fucking hilarious and I love him. Well, because we have a lot of content this year because um, this is this like this year, 2022 is the 30th anniversary of this movie. Mm-hmm. And so like we, we, we've been fed with Muppet Christmas Carol content. And like that's why they did the Brett Goldstein interview is because it's the 30th anniversary. Oh, is that what we're talking about? Brett Goldstein? Yes, always. Well, Constantly. Where are we? I don't know. <laughs> Please help me. Ah! I am so scared. Delaney, open your eyes. It is so cold. Just open your eyes. Everything is dark. I actually learned that we humans can't feel wetness. When you stick your finger into like a glass of water, all you're noticing is a change of texture and temperature, which is why when you take clothes from outside and they're cold, sometimes you can't tell if they're wet or cold. I can feel wetness if you know what I mean, ladies. And no. it's when I'm watching that Brett Goldstein. That's a lie. <laughs> you're lying. Interview. You're openly lying to our to our our fan base of four. <laughs> Welcome to Stop You Ruining It. This is a podcast about movies. My name is Delaney, and I am here to tell the story. My name is Natalie, and I'm here for the food. Yeah, baby! <laughs> there were multiple times throughout this movie, and it only it took 30 seconds for you to realize that just we are Gonzo and Rizzo. I enjoy it. Which makes sense, considering, again, the tweet I showed you of uh, these two motherfuckers paved the way for Taika Waititi and Reese Darby. They walked so Taika Waititi <laughs> and Reese Darby could run. With with Taika being Gonzo and Reese being Rizzo the Rat. Yes. There were also multiple times throughout this where I kept thinking about, the rats are going to hate this announcement, <laughs> but the rats don't the run this city. The best thing is you're city. not even regularly on TikTok. No. But once you, once you grasp a trend... In my defense, run. in my defense, he was standing there looking at a room full of rats going, no, you can't have Christmas off. And I was like, the rats are going to hate this announcement, um, but the rats don't run this business center. Did, did you do, did you do any research at all for this? I tried. Did, can you tell me what Ebenezer Scrooge's job is? No. Okay. He has a mortgage. He controls mortgages. Does he? Yeah. That's, well, that's why people, that's why like that poor couple at the end is relieved in the original. Have you read The Christmas Carol? No, of course I have. I have, but I don't remember it from like, I read it, but I don't remember. I only got a chapter into Great Expectations. Well, Christmas Carol is at least like pretty small. And like, I guess I know the plot. One of the, <laughs> one of like, when he's like, oh, I want to see the ghost of Christmas of, of uh, Christmas yet to come, ghost mm-hmm. of Christmas future is like, 
Look at these people. He's like, man, who the fuck's that loser who they're stealing from? That's a bummer. Anyway, can you show me who's like someone who's actually like feeling emotion out about this guy's death? Mortgages are canceled. And it's people who are like, wow, we have more time to save money because Ebenezer Scrooge died. And he was in control of our And he was going to fucking evict us. And then he's like, okay, well, can you show me someone who's sad about death? And then they're like, yeah, sure. Look at this family. Look at this dead child. Tiny Tim dying. Look at this dead fucking child. No one fucking likes you, you goddamn ass. Uh, this this week's this week's episode is a very it's a very special episode very a very um, Muppet a, a very Muppet Family Christmas which is a different special really yeah Crazy. I watched I watched it at home at Thanksgiving where it's like the Muppets meet Santa Claus like it's a more Santa based Christmas movie gotcha who's Santa a human yeah 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 yeah, okay. yeah. um oh, or it's like they have to save their their theater. Like, they always have to save the, the their theater. The theater's about to also get evicted. They always have to save their fucking theater. Look, look. Lo- the Muppets are doing poorly in Live their universe. Live performance is a hard business to upkeep. The Muppets are financially doing poorly in their universe. <laughs> they always are. Especially when they're poor in Victorian English. Especially. Especially. There's in... no cheeses for these Mises. See... I don't think you believed me when I first mentioned the cheeses for these Mises. And then suddenly you realized, no, this is, I think, the best line of all time. It might be. <laughs> There's no cheeses for these Mises. There isn't. It's worst of all for mouses. The houses situation? That- I disagree, but... <laughs> what, you don't think the the London housing situation is worse for the mouses? No, they had, like, little hole. They had a little house. They had, like, four... They had a hole. They had a hole. They're mice. <laughs> They're mice. They had this little, little whole home and they had full clothing. And then when we saw Bean the Rabbit, he was just in the street, in the trash. So yeah, I don't think it's the worst for the mouses. This was also your first introduction to Bean Bunny. Excellent. Who I knew you would love. Excellent. I, as soon as Bean came on screen, I went, no, you have to look at Bean Yo, Bunny. Bean. Bean Bunny is a big part of the Muppets experience at Walt Disney World. Oh. Yeah. He's, he's a part of a Muppet Vision 3D. I used to have a guinea pig named Bean. Oh yeah, what happened to him? He voted for Trump. No, Bean. so we are now estranged. <laughs> Bean, no. Oh, Bean. Uh, well, so this is the Muppet Christmas Carol. Came out in 1992, the first Muppet theatrical film to be made after Jim's death. Gotcha. Because Jim died in 1990, and so this was directed by his son. Was Brian. this made completely without him? Yes. Okay. It went into development literally, like I think the year after he died. But this is not the first posthumous. The first major posthumous thing, okay. like, I don't think they were doing, like, super regular specials at this point, especially, like, after Jim died. I think they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, so, like, basically after Jim's death, a talent agent, um, which, as we've learned from the original Muppet movie, are just, uh, you know, kayaking through swamps. Yes. He approached Brian Henson, um, being like, we should film an adaptation. Mm-hmm. And basically told him, Christmas Carol is the greatest story of all time, and it's public domain. We should do that. It's super public domain. And then later just told Brian Henson that he had sold the idea to ABC as a TV film. Like, this talent agent just kind of, like, this son is grieving his father. And this talent agent is like, you gotta do a show. Hmm. Um, but it was, I think, officially greenlit in 1991, and then it came out in 92. So, like, it was very, like, a, a fast turnaround. It was originally supposed to be a television movie, but then they went, no, I think we just created no, the best I movie of all time. the greatest creation ever. Um, after the script was submitted for approval to ABC, the executives of Walt Disney Pictures offered to purchase the script for a feature film instead of a TV release. And, you okay. know, ABC, Disney, hence, uh, they're all they're all buddy buddies. Um, very incestuous relationships. Yeah. But this was... Brian Henson's directorial debut. 
He was, I think, 28. Good for him. At the time of filming it. Um, and he, like, just kind of... Like, he had, like, worked at the company with his dad. But, like, he truly... I think it was bold of them to make this big of a project right after Jim died. Yeah. Because this would have been Brian's directorial debut. And it was Steve Whitmire's first major performance as Kermit. Like, I think he had done kind of, like, understudy stuff when mm-hmm. Jim was still alive. But... Now he's doing like a fucking feature film where yeah. he has to sing and be Bob Cratchit. Yeah. But Steve has talked about how this was like terrifying. Uh, he was like, Jim and I don't sound exactly alike. And he keeps telling this story. And I want to believe him that the night before he pre-recorded the song. Three ghosts came to him. He, he had a bizarre dream where he was in a building that was all white and Jim was there. He comes over to me in a hurry to get somewhere quickly. And I said to him, I'm really nervous about taking over Kermit. And he went, get out of my way. And Jim Henson looked at him for a second and said, it'll pass and walked away. It felt much more like a visit than a dream. And that feeling gave uh, me confidence for the whole film. Which is funny that even in dream form, Jim Henson's like, fuck off. He, he was like, it'll pass. I am busy getting somewhere. It's a fucking frog. Now, however. Yeah, I have a place to be. Like usual, your interactions with me are in passing. Now, uh, one thing I did find is Rolf, who is the dog. Yes. Um, the piano player. Yes. Uh, he had played a big part in the all penis. of the... He's a what? He had played a big part in all of the Muppet films up to this point. But he was voiced by Jim. Mm. He does not have a speaking part in this role in this movie. He has like a non-speaking cameo. And this was because Rolf was the character that Jim had felt closest to, despite Kermit being like Interesting. the biggest one. Um, and they had yet to find someone who they found a suitable performer to replace him. And so uh, Rolf did not make a speaking appearance again until the second episode of Muppets Tonight in 1996. And so like for six years after Jim died, they were like, we can't just have anyone do Rolf because apparently Rolf was just like Jim's personal favorite. Does he speak or does he just go like woof? No, he speaks. Remember, okay. he sings the whole song in the original Muppet movie. No. We talked about it. How how Jim, it was a duet between Kermit and Rolf and Jim had to like record them both separately and then layer them over each other. Oh, and like, we it was did. So, Sorry. It was so rare for them to have a duet because both yes, of them both were Jim. Yes, both of them were Jim. But yeah. so that this, was, was that cut? Oh, no. No, we watched it. Oh, I watched it. You, you didn't watch that it. movie with me. And then Dave Goles, who was another... Um, there's a lot of white man names. <laughs> he had to play Waldorf in this. So Statlin and Waldorf are the two Marleys that you were like, they're gay. And then they call them multiple times the I think Marley they're gay. brothers. I think they're gay. I, I think really history think will so. remember them as brothers. I, I really don't think that that's how that works. Statler and Waldorf are not brothers. Um, No, but... And the, the Marley Brothers is not a real character. Oh my god. So I think, you know, 50-50 shot. I get short... 50-50? 50-50 shot. They either are or are not together. But Waldorf was another one of Jim's characters. Mm. Um, and so Dave Golds had to play him in this movie. And he was like, I was reluctant. Like, I wanted to be supportive. But I really wanted Jim to come back instead. Well, Dave, that's simply I'm not going to so happen. I'm so sorry, buddy. That, look, I think everyone wanted that. And then he says, for the following 15 or 16 years that I did Waldorf, I just thought I'm a placeholder. I didn't ad lib. I I just did the dialogue. And then one day it occurred to me I had done Waldorf longer than Jim had and that Jim was not coming back. I was a placeholder? For who, bud? Try to own it. It took him that long? I think I, I, it was, they had to wait. Like he, it took until the Big Bird episode of Sesame Street for him to be like, oh, death is permanent. <laughs> It took him until the 9-11 episode of They Sesame wrote Street. that for him. 
No, but like this entire movie production, I think was just kind of like bittersweet for everyone. Cause they're like, wow, we're really doing this movie that's about love and family and death while we're all grieving our best friend and or father. Or boss. Or yeah. I mean, I think even if they were his, you know, employees, like they were like very close friends, but also our boss. Someone was probably there who was like, look guys, I didn't like him that much. <laughs> Someone started like three days before he died and was like, I just simply don't have the same connection that all of you do. <laughs> Yeah, this movie's fucking fantastic. I don't know. I don't know how how else to describe it. It's good, and that's our show. And that's, that's our show. <laughs> but you know, I also just love Christmas Carol adaptations. Do you? I love adaptations. Just any adaptation. They're fun, especially Muppets. I think they're fun. <laughs> you keep saying I. I, I, I will just go ahead and do my mini game. Oh, what? Wait. I might go ahead and do my wait, mini game. Wait. <laughs> Wait, how does this work? Is yours also about adaptations? Are Similar. You, you have a thing on your eyelash. Can I take it off? Is it an eyelash? <laughs> <laughs> Just one doubly long eyelash? No, because I yeah, I, I've got one that I think is is going to... I'm so excited for it. Do we it. have the same minigame? No. I have one that is not the same. Is like, I think, a little more tangentially related than yours is. Okay. Um, Delaney will not give me any details about her minigame, but I do vaguely know what it is because yeah. she had come to me and said, can this be your minigame? And I said, no. And this was in November that she did this. <laughs> you love the Muppets. I do. I'm a big Sesame Street head. Yes. Uh, and I've been wa- I've seen a lot of recent Sesame Street because yes. I've worked as a nanny. Sure. Did you, are you aware of... The, the, um... Please tell me, please tell me it's the Cookie Monster Les Mis. Are you aware of, the, of Cookie's Crummy Pictures? <laughs> I know, I know specifically the Les Mis one, because I think that came out around the time that I was working on Les Mis. And before we get into this, I do need you to know that I work, when I was working on um, Puppetry at the Public, the, one of the women I worked with specifically did costumes for, for Cookies, Crumbly, fucking whatever they are. Cookies, Crummy Pictures was a recurring segment that started in um, the 44th season. Where, so that would be what, 2013? Yeah, something like that. I know the 40th season was 2009. Where Cookie Monster takes a, uh, a movie and... Where Cookie Monster takes an edible? <laughs> and he's in the movie. So I thought it'd just be fun for me to go ahead and I will tell you the name of the Cookie Monster movie. Mm-hmm. And I just want you to tell me what you think it's about. Any characters you want to think of, you can feel free. The, co- the characters are all going to be puns. Okay. They're all, are they all cookie-based puns? They're all puns? dessert-based puns, if not food-based puns. Okay. Think cookie first. Okay. Edible thing. Okay. Great. Uh, so, are you ready? <laughs> they also all have ratings, which I'll just give them to you because they're just stupid. I just think they're funny. Um, the Spy Who Loved Cookies. <laughs> That's number one. Um, okay. Um, this is gonna be... Oh, this is hard. And you can just tell me what role you think Cookie plays. I mean, I assume that Cookie is gonna be the protagonist. Almost always. In most of those. So I think he's James Bond. And I think that his name as James Bond is... (laughs) Flambe Bond. He's double stuffed seven, but... (laughs) Double stuffed seven? I've read a fanfic like that. Uh, Haven't we all? (laughs) Double stuffed seven. Double stuffed seven. <laughs> oh God! Did they, you don't tell me they tried to do pussy galore. No. Okay. Here he is. <laughs> <laughs> She's dying. I showed a picture of him in the opening of um. He's got a little tux. He's got a little tux, and he's in the fucking the little uh, eye, <laughs> the bullet eye lens thing. 
so the spy who loved cookies is, of course, James Bond. Its rating is LTD for listen to directions. And uh, Cookie Monster, as Double Stuffed 7, learns to listen carefully to directions in order to complete a task and successfully save the cookie crown from Ladyfinger. Ladyfinger. Okay, Goldfinger. I, I, sh- I should have been able to guess that. Cookies of the Caribbean. <laughs> Okay, so I think um, I think Cookie is playing Jack Sparrow, and in this, his name is. This is hard. It is hard. You can come down from whatever whatever level you're thinking. You can come down like two levels. They're not all double stuffed seven. Is I think the most obscure of the names they've done. The rest are all pretty consistently just like. Um, is it is it Jack Cookie? It's Captain Snack Sparrow. <laughs> okay, that's good. Um. Oh, what's the name of his ship, though? So if, if it's the Black Pearl, I'm going to say it is the Black Forest Cake. <laughs> <laughs> Me having to now go to the fucking... The, the page, Wikipedia page? The, the cat, the, they, there's a Wikipedia page for every adaptation they've done that shows all the ways that they've done an adaptation. Because they did do a Pirates of the Amphibian at Wit's End. <laughs> um, I do not know the name of his oh. boat. However, I, he is going after something. Um, if he's going after Davy Jones, something of his, yes. I'm gonna say it's uh, Davy Jones's cookie jar. Yes, <gasps> is it really? Exactly. <laughs> you got it exactly. <laughs> there he is. That's a. I love him. <laughs> I love him so much. Next movie, the biscotti kid. The biscotti. <laughs> I hope he plays the white kid. He does. Okay. I was about to be like, if he plays Mr. Miyagi, oh god, what would Mr. Miyagi's name? <laughs> this. I feel like there's no good answer for this. See, there isn't. That's why they just went with Mr. McCookie. <laughs> <laughs> Who plays Mr. McCookie? Is it a Nation Muppet? He's an, it's, yeah, it's, one of their, Muppet? it's one of their everything or anything Muppets. Oh. Where it's just like the, they just throw him in there. They just give him <laughs> a little racist no, eyes. Mr. McCookie does have his own uh, page, but yeah. I don't know what the kid's name in karate his is. His name is just Cookie-san. <laughs> he is learning the art of biscotti karate. That's... You know what? Whoever came up with biscotti as a substitute for karate, I will give them that. Uh, and then uh, the rating for this, sorry, I didn't do the rating for the last one. Last one was TP for task persistence. This one is rated SR for school readiness. <laughs> uh, of course, the cookie monster lame is. Do you remember what it's called? <sighs> is it like lay, lay milk and cookies or something? Lay Moussarab. Lay Moussarab. So I know cookie is Valjean. Yes. <sighs> it's, is it like some, is it like... Van Crumb, like it right? No, no, no. Now, all bon, of them, is, is it is it Bon Valbon? It's John Bon Bon. <laughs> John, John Bon Bon. Okay, and they do in fact have the main cast as well. Yes. Um. Uh, oh fuck. If what you remember Cosette? any of them, you can feel free. If not, I will say them all. I'm a big fan of Marshmallowius. <laughs> uh, Croquette. Cremet. Cream. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, uh, Flantine. Flantine is good. Angel food. <laughs> Well, <laughs> and then it's just Eponine. I don't know what, and I don't know if E-P-I-E is a dessert I should know about. No. No idea. Cookie, as John Bonbon, learns how to identify the feelings of his fellow French friends by the way they look and act. This is rated M-E for mixed emotions. <laughs> All right, next one is The Hungry Games Catching Fur. <laughs> is Cookie Katniss? Cookiness ever eat. Cookiness ever eat? Yes. I was going to say, good, I was going to say Evercream. cream. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> Is it is it rated um is it rated FG for fight good? No. Is there is there a pe- is it like pita bread? Pita is played by a pita puppet. 
His name is Peter, and he's played by a piece of pita bread. <laughs> I think I have seen this one too. There you go. Um, is it finicky Claire? It's just finicky. <sighs> and then they, for some reason, include Wyrus. So the plot of this one is that they fucking are doing the Hunger Games. It's catching fire. So they do have the detail of the one girl wires who only says TikTok. <laughs> there is a puppet that does that. Uh, Lord of the Crumbs. This is not Lord of the Flies. Oh, it's Lord of the Dance? Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. um, well, clearly Cookie is playing um, Froyo Baggins. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> No, I think we should be hired to write these. I mean, we should be hired to write these. Um, is he Coco Baggins? No, he's just playing Gobble. <laughs> it's rated DG for delayed gratification. I'm sorry, what? Yike. Like, is he playing um, fucking Gollum? Yes. And is he protecting, like, the a one cookie, cookie? A cookie's crummy picture spoofs the saga with Cookie Monster as Gobble in the role of Gollum, searching for the one dessert to rule them all. So is there even a Bilbo Baggins? No. Or Frodo Baggins, sorry. There is a Muppet version of Galadriel and Gandalf. Performed by Matt Vogel. There's also a game for it on Sesame Street.org. What? <laughs> uh, the Life of Whoopi Pie. <laughs> is Whoopi Goldberg there? No. That'd be so funny. I wish. No. Um. Oh, God. I don't even know the kid's name in Life of Pie. I don't think he has one here. Is it just Cookie? Cookie Monster uses strategies to help control his desire to eat a boat made of cookies. Now, he appears to be with the boy. <laughs> Tiger. I think he's playing the tiger. He's playing the whole ass tiger. Rated S for self-talk. For self-talk? Yes. Star S'mores? Ooh. Um, clearly he is Han Coco. Flan Solo. Fuck. They really like using flan. They like flan a lot. Okay. Um, and then it's going to be Cookie Skywalker, maybe. There is not. Luke Pie Talker. There is not, it looks like, one of those. Actually, I see what? him right here. <laughs> I see him right here, but I don't have a name for him. Is, is Princess Leia, like, made of cinnamon buns or something? Like, does she have cinnamon buns for her hair? Probably, if I can find it. Oh, okay. The plot of it is that, yeah, he's Flan Solo. Groda is the Yoda. It's a Groda for Yoda. <laughs> uh, and his whole thing is that he's struggling not to eat his companion. The Cookie Wookie? Yeah. Not, uh, so his name is, I think, just Chewie. Right. Chewie the Cookie instead of Chewbacca the Wookie. A parody of Yoda who, like Grover, was originated by Frank Oz. Yeah. Um, uh, rated what? SC for self-control. For self-control? Oh my god. Dude, some of the... These are, these are towing a line. Twilight Breaking Cookie. Well, no, just simply nobody tried with that one. No. Why would they choose the one book that has sex in it? So, uh, clearly, he, Cookie is playing Edward Cookie. <laughs> Short Breadward. Short Breadward? Yes. And then Bella Flan. <laughs> he must uh, keep his yum pyre urges under control to marry Belly. Look, the details are here are great. The Cookie of Oz. Okay, Cookie is Dorothy. Yes. Um, named. There's uh, no names named. here. Oh, great. It's just Cookie Monster creates a memory strategy to find his way to the Cookie of Oz. W, uh, rated WM for working memory. <laughs> Furry Potter and the Goblet of Cookies. <laughs> well, I think... Like, I can stop these, but I feel like doing all of them just really fun to just hear these. I think Cookie is playing Furry Potter. Yes. And then uh, Dumbledore is Grumbledore. Crumbledore. Oh, fuck. Okay, that's fair. I should have seen that one coming. Cookie must complete challenges brought upon by Crumbledore. Rated LTD for listen to directions. Wasn't LTD already a rating? Yeah. Well, no, and, and we also... Uh, <laughs> do we have delayed gratification? Oh, yeah. No. Twilight Breaking Cookie was rated SC for self-control again. Um, Guys, we gotta... Nosh of the Titans. 
How are they choosing which movies they do? Cookie Monster is going to meet his father, Zeus, but must make it past Medusa first. Great. When Cookie met Sally? (laughs) The the orgasm scene? Yes. Not the orgasm scene. And it's rated WYT for waiting your turn. I? (laughs) Whoever did that Meg Ryan hair for that puppet, though. Her name's just Sally, as she teaches Cookie Monster strategies to help him wait his turn in line. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> the Aveggies? Um, so Cookie Monster is playing Iron Man? No. Is he the Hulk? Yes. Is he the Hulk and his love for cookies turns him into the Hulk? He's Dr. Brownie. Here we go. Uh, the teen members include Onion Man, <laughs> the Mighty Corn, Black Bean Willow, win- Window. Black Bean Window? I guess they can't say widow. Captain America Cauliflower. That's fine. Zucchini. Like, for for Hawkeye? Hawkeye. Well, Zucchini. they just didn't put any effort in there. And of course, he is uh, Dr. Brownie. Well, and that's... they're going, oh, it's called a veggie's age of bonbon. <laughs> Final one, which is the one that I saw. Jurassic Cookie. <laughs> um... Also rated SC for self-control. He is Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Maybe. And he is Dr. Malcolm Cookie. Yes. Or Cookie Malcolm. Malcolm is his last name, I think. He just plays John Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So he's he, he created the park. He is John Hammond. He has two anything Muppets as his grandkids. And they are fighting a giant gingerbread T-Rex. Nice. That's pretty good. That's some pretty good puppet design. I'm not it was lie. crazy watching this. I remember because they're longer than you think they'll be. First of all, second of all, it's just so fucking strange watching it because they really do hit all the beats, and you're just like, what is happening? <laughs> I know. I rem- I remember when Les Miserables came out, and it changed my fucking life. I think my favorite one is going to have to be. I mean, the Hunger Games catching fur is just insane. <laughs> That's my minigame. I loved it. They're very fun. <laughs> I loved it so much. Um, but the most important character in this is um, Academy Award winner Michael Caine as Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> he's, look, he's playing it straight. He, and he gave like a lot of interviews about it. Like the, um, he told Brian Henson, I'm going to play this movie like I'm working with the Royal Shakespeare Company. I will never wink. I will never do anything Muppety. I'm going to play Scrooge as if it is an utterly dramatic role and there are no puppets around me. And he does. He cries. He like cries at one point. Which is tough considering it's tough to act like there's no Muppets around you when there's only Muppets around you. When you you are surrounded by Muppets. Simply surrounded by Muppets. Um, And the like narrators of this are Gonzo and Rizzo. Gonzo is like playing Charles Dickens and then Rizzo's just there. He's there. He's there for the food. And Rizzo's just hanging out. And apparently this was because um, someone had the idea of like having um, one of the characters play Charles Dickens to like, act as a narrator. And apparently Brian Henson was like, I want it to be Gonzo because Gonzo is the least like likely choice. He was like, Gonzo is the least likely Muppet to well, play. Like we saw, Gonzo was known for his stunt work. I know. <laughs> and I, I think this is one of the best decisions they made but also i think this is one of the um christmas carol adaptations that is nearly word perfect mm-hmm. brandonson says that 95 percent of uh gonzo's dialogue as uh charles dickens is from the book like it is crazy how this is actually like a very truthful adaptation to the original novel it is no it is 
in development for this, they were like, oh, we're going to make it like a Muppety, like fun little, you know, tongue in cheek movie. And they were going to have Muppets play the like ghosts. Uh huh. But then they realized they're like, no, actually, it's better if we, again, if we play it straight. Full Muppet. What do you mean? If they just, they're like, no, what, Muppet ghosts? Nah, Muppet everything. No, 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 no. Like, I was gonna, um. Muppet. So originally, the three ghosts that visit, like, they were gonna have named Muppets play each ghost. That's what I meant. So it's like, Miss mm. Piggy was gonna be the ghost of Christmas past. Or Scooter was gonna be Christmas present. And then Gonzo was gonna be ghost of Christmas yet to come. But they were like, actually, I think it's scarier and it feels more ominous if these are Muppets that the audience has never seen before. I fucking hate that first one. That's fair. The ghost of Christmas past is terrifying looking. <laughs> Why does she look like that? Look, man, it was You're 1992. You're but a child, is it? It looks like an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the ghost of Christmas present. Yeah, he's, he's so He's so jolly. Um, and then one of the other reasons is... Uh, Scooter isn't in this film because his character performer had also recently died. Oof. So this movie is um, dedicated to Jim Henson and Richard Hunt, and Richard Hunt had been the primary performer of Scooter, and so Scooter just isn't in this movie, yes. which is fine. I don't know where I don't think that Sco- Scooter has the face of someone who lived to see cell phones. Yeah, <laughs> Scooter looks like he was born in 1997. That's fair. Scooter is actually in a good amount of the Muppet adaptations, which is strange. <laughs> Like, I mean, we can go through the plot. Like, yeah. it's just the fucking plot of Christmas Carol. It's the plot of Christmas Carol. Bob, this is my chance to roast a Christmas Carol. Bob Cratchit is played by Kermit. Yeah. We have a lovely opening song. All of the songs in this are fucking bangers. Except for maybe When Love Is Gone, and I think that's why it was cut. It's also a fine song. It's a fine song. It's nice to have that, um, like, dichotomy between When Love Is Gone and then When Love Is Found. So, like, that's, that's like, a fun little, little callback there. It appears in this movie that he is just... A money lender. His nephew Fred is a human. Yes, which I mean, that made sense, luckily. Yeah, thankfully. And thank God they did, in fact, have him end up. Be- Belle was also a human. I was worried for a minute. <laughs> and then uh, Bob Cratchit is played by Kermit, and every other employee at this place is just a rat. No wonder. I'm like, dude, look, here's the thing. I understand <laughs> that you're like, man, I'm a miserly old man. I want to make as much money as possible. I don't want hire non rats. <laughs> Well, after hiring the first three rats, <laughs> don't you think you maybe might have been like, maybe I should stop hiring rats? Because as we see, those rats are fucking useless. But they're like, can we have Christmas Day off? And yeah. he's like, sure, what the fuck? He's like, no, you cannot. And then he's like, please. And he's like, I guess. Come in early the next day, though. Which is also just how the original book goes. All you rats. Again, it's really not a crazy request. What, to have Christmas off? It's not, it's not like a crazy thing that he's like, yeah, fine, you can have Christmas off, but come in early the next day. I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, I was under the impression that Bob Cratchit was asking for, like, a bunch of money. But, like, it honestly seems like it goes fine. He's like, can I have Christmas off? He's like, yeah, fine. I'm not happy about it, but whatever. Come in early the next day. And then when he's visited by Marley, it, of course, is two Marleys, Jacob and Robert Marley, played yes. by Statler and Waldorf, who once again have an absolute fucking banger of a song. Oh, we also have to mention uh, Honeydew and Beaker we show up to collect to. money. I feel like you got to include Honeydew and Beaker. Sure. They show up to collect money. He goes, fuck off. How about that? And he goes, me, 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 me. <laughs> I'm a human trapped inside of a Muppet. Help me. Me, 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 me. They're forcing me to tell this movie. Me, 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 me. That was him falling out of a window. <laughs> He's jumping. <laughs> Marley and Marley come in, drop the absolute hottest bars of 1992. Some, those are some fat bars. And, and say, you're going to be visited by three ghosts. And he goes, wait, why did you tell me that in the fattest bars of 1992? <laughs> I also just... First of all, like, we, we see Kermit as Bob Cratchit be like, all right, guys, time to wrap up. Rats, 
they fucking just fuck everything up. <laughs> Kermit's doing actual work. The rats at one point are just throwing another rat against the wall repeatedly. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I can, like, dude, you could really cut down a lot of your price, a lot of your uh, overhead by firing some of these rats. And I just love the idea that this human man had two Muppet business partners. <laughs> now, what I've never understood about A Christmas Carol is why it, would, it wouldn't it make sense for the ghost to start at midnight? Well, Marley, I think, is there at midnight. I guess. I never understood why Marley's doing this. I would be like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm in chains. You're in chains too, bitch. Yeah. Like, why we would did I this keep... together. We did the... This was us. This like, was these, our doing. These were our decisions. Why am I going to keep you from going When to one hell? of us dies first, we're not going to fucking help the other get into heaven. No, you're coming down fucking Wherever with me. I go is where you're going, bitch. <laughs> I'm not going to give you cheat codes. Wherever you go, you go goes. Oh man, I fucked up. Well, <laughs> guess I'm going to watch her do it too. Am I about to teach her not to? <laughs> I'm going to um, sit there, and then when you get there, I'll have, like, a cup of coffee and be like, yeah, fuck, right? And then at one o'clock, Scrooge is visited by um, Natalie's sleep-, sleep paralysis demon, the ghost of Christmas it's past. so scary. She looks, like, she looks like one of the puppets from Dark Crystal. Yeah. Like, so it's like, it still looks like a Henson puppet, but it's a Henson puppet that's not usually around Muppets. Like, I don't know why we went for a different Muppet style with it's her. Like, it looks like a ceramic face with, like, eyes behind. It's so creepy. <laughs> and she goes... We're going to take you back to childhood and then do a fun little green screen fly back in time. He steps out and his first thought upon seeing this abomination is, you're just a child. No, I have other questions. (laughs) Why do you have two faces? What the fuck's going on here? Why are your eyes just hollow little fucking holes in your head? Why are you the only Muppet we see who's not made of fabric? Like, I wonder if this looks like a puppet to this guy. (laughs) You know? Like Muppets start look like people. I think I think she's I think if she's if she's like um I mean yeah she might be like more um like clay based than fabric based but also she's like just vaguely transparent yeah and is also like CGI'd in there which also looks she's weird so scary looking <laughs> and she's so frightening they go back in time they see him lonely at school that's really all that happens there we don't meet Fan they'd probably call her Flan I don't <laughs> <laughs> we see him and it's like. Okay. Like, what a bummer of a life he had. Yeah. They're like, you suck. I'm like, his yeah, parents like- never came and got him for Christmas? <laughs> this is a seven-year-old child. We see him every year stay at school at Christmas so he can get more work done. That seems like a good good guy to me. He's doing his best. Um, and then his time as an employee under Mr. Fozziewick. Yes. Because they're like, we're going to keep all the names the same, but this one's too good to pass it's up. It's too funny. Who owned a rubber chicken factory. Yeah. And I, th- I guess he was their accountant. This he was is- the accountant for the rubber chicken factory. This is the other thing I don't understand is why, why in, in general in the story, he works under this guy who's like great and friendly mm. and then goes, fuck that guy. I'm going to go do my, like normally yeah. you, you have the business acumen of the person before you. I think that's showing that like he was so selfish that he did what he wanted and yeah. not what the other people around him were like. Cause like he's only other than like, I mean, maybe his dad sucked, but like, Bell's a good person. Fezziwig's a good person. Like he's surrounded by good people. And then he picked to be partners with the two asshole Muppets. Yeah, and then and then he went those two motherfuckers. Like famously mean Muppets. Fozzie is trying to give like a little speech at his Christmas party, and he's getting heckled by the Marley brothers. You suck. I'd be like, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> like he chooses the only two assholes in this entire city to Literally. work with. And then that's where Scrooge meets Bell, and they fall in love. And then five minutes later, are broken up. We don't get a lot of bell lore here. So little bell lore. But I mean, again, they had an entire song and Brian Henson was told no kid wants to sit through a love ballad, which you know what? Fine. No. I get I it. I love a good love ballad. I mean, yeah, you're also 24. 
I loved him as children. You were also a weird child. When I was several children as a child. <laughs> Back when I was but an amalgamation of four children. <laughs> in, a, in a trench coat. No, the thing that they cut out of this is that then they take you to see Belle, like, with her family, and you're like, oh, she moved on. Oh, is that in the book? That's in the book. I've never seen that in any adaptation. You see Belle and her family, like, her future family, That's and she's also like, not- my ex-boyfriend was a fucking jackass. No, I've never seen that in any adaptation. I didn't know that. Fascinating. I have not read the book. I've read the I don't book. know how to read. And so Belle leaves, because she's like, can we get married? And he's like, no, we're poor. And she Which goes, fuck you. Business acumen again. I'm like, all right, understandable. He's like, look, we, I can't afford to buy you a house. So I don't want to marry you. And she's like, but we're in love. And I'm like, that won't buy a fucking house, ma'am. That's not going to buy cheeses for the Mises. No, the Mises are still without their cheeses. And he's not like, and like, in other applications, he's more of an asshole. But in this, he's just like, I can't afford anything. Let's wait a year. Yeah. And she's like, I'm leaving. You never, you used to love me. Now you only love money. And I'm like, sounds like he wants to buy you a house. Yeah. In other adaptations, he's like, no, like he like literally like talks down to her for yeah. being poor. And she's like, you wouldn't have wanted to be with me if you had met me a few years later because yeah. I like have no fucking dowry or whatever. Um, but in this one, he is just, he's just like, no, <laughs> I want to buy you a house. You're not poor in this adaptation. You're just family friends with a bear. <laughs> Um, and then Michael Caine is like softly crying <laughs> and he goes, spirit, show me no more. And then suddenly he's back in his bedroom. Spirit goes, okay. <laughs> and he goes, okay. <laughs> um, and then we get the ghost of Christmas present. He's lovely. Him. I love him. I'm assuming a full body puppet. Yes. That is a, a wearable puppet. You know, there's just a guy in there doing his whole thing. With Chuck E. Cheese mouse. <laughs> you know what? Like my father, the Chuck E. Cheese mouse. And it was by Jerry Nelson, who also is the voice and performer of Robin. Aww. So Robin and Christmas Present are played by the same man. He plays the smallest and the largest. Aww. And we get another absolute fucking banger of a song, It Feels Like Christmas. This is the banger that they picked to play again at the end. This yeah. is the banger to end all bangers. This, well, this one, it's just like, it's like, like, you just want to jaunt to it? You just want to like, Yeah. You guys can't see it, but we're both just jauntily swinging in our seats. We're jaunting rhythmically. <laughs> they go to Fred's house. And Fred's Fred being is- a, a fucking <laughs> asshole. Fred is hosting a roast of Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> he's not even there. And he's just sitting there with this really diverse friend group. And he's like, everyone, oh, I have a thing I can think of. What's something we all fucking hate? And that sucks like ass. Yeah. Thankfully, Fred's wife is also a, a, a like human woman. Yeah. But then his group of friends is just like three like faceless pigs yeah it's confusing and like, <laughs> he's like let's all think of things we don't like and they're like cockroaches and he's like nope they're like rats and i'm like rude to the rat that's right there that's just <laughs> means i'm sorry your uncle's business is built on the back of rats you need to watch yourself and then the wife's just like oh i know ebenezer scrooge not even like your uncle full name drop the full <laughs> name of this guy yeah not even enough for like everyone to go like oh maybe his uncle's just a bad guy yeah. for scrooge to go oh maybe that's his other uncle no yeah. she goes this is ebenezer uncle, scrooge ebenezer j scrooge and then everyone's like here's his, here's his social security number you're correct my wonderful wife that guy sucks <laughs> Like, again, you made a good point where it's like every other time we've seen Fred, he's like tried to be really Really nice nice to him. And for some reason here, he's like, he's like a type five. (laughs) He's he's like, it is time to absolutely roast my disheveled old uncle to absolute film. He invited his uncle to this party. Would he have done this if his uncle was there? What was his plan B for this little fun little game in his type five? (laughs) Scrooge goes, can we not 
be here. Scrooge is just like, this is a bummer. This is just straight up honestly a bummer to And look at. Ghost of Christmas Present went, oh, okay, let's go see a dying child. <laughs> and we go to Bob Cratchit's house where, um, again, we have confirmation that if a frog and a pig were to copulate, yes. the species of their child is fully determined on gender. their gender. The frogs are boys and the pigs are girls. Yes. And it that follows, make, I think, the uh, lady in the tramp rules. Yeah, that makes more sense than having than trying to figure out and like build a gross the donkey dragon rules, <laughs> like, like a, the Shrek donkey dragon rules, like a, a pig frog uh, monstrosity uh, that yeah. is probably not able to breathe. Pig frog, like pink frog, got a squished face and gills. Like there's just nothing. Would not be able to take pig. that thing on a fucking plane. Yeah. Tell you that much right now. That thing's not invited. Um, and so like they're making dinner and then we see, again, you know, I love scenes where we see Kermit using his full legs. She made me stop. I was saying, we were sitting on the couch. Well, because before he comes in with Tiny Tim, we get, um, one sleep till Christmas. Oh no, that, that's like even before the ghosts that's, come. That's at the beginning. That's, that's, that's his good, that's his song where the rats are just throwing their colleagues against walls. But even at that one, it ends with like this beautiful, um, tableau of like a shooting star and a full moon and then like full suited Kermit with his little legs. And I here, was filling out an evaluation form of my for my job that I had forgotten to do and Delaney just went look 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 his legs and I had to sit there look up and look at the legs you did that to me again later and I was like I'm actively watching (laughs) I did not even look away but it, it, when he's coming in with Tiny Tim, Tiny Tim is on his shoulder. It's and so he's cute. just doing his little jaunty walk again to the same song. Rhythmically jaunting. Because it's a good song to jaunt to. And you see his little legs just going back and forth and Robin's on his shoulder. He's going right Now you are um, certified the number one Robin fan. I am a Robin head. <laughs> You're a Robin head. I'm 100% a Robin head. Robin rocks. <laughs> Followed closely by Bean Bunny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, big, big Robin and Beanhead over really here. Really big Robin Beanhead. And they also sing a song about, like, helping the poor buddy. You are the poor. Yeah, fucking, he's like, yeah, we took him to, I took the wonderful kid of ours to the church. <laughs> he was like, he wanted everyone at the church to see him. <laughs> to be reminded of who makes lame people walk and blind people see. I don't think that was Tiny Tim's MO. I think he was like, no, I want these people to fucking see me and, like, pity me. Again, and give me things to see who makes blind, who who makes lame men walk, but not this motherfucker. Yeah. I guess this kid is the devil. <laughs> God went fuck that baby frog though. <laughs> and then they sing a song where it's like God bless us all. So much singing for a sick frog. <laughs> and he stops singing and he starts like hacking up a fucking lung. Yeah, and they're like, oh no, let's all eat. I guess. And they're like, and they're like, damn, we shouldn't have had him take the top part. Why did you have him do a whole solo? We should have really had him take like the alto part yeah, or give something. Give him a lower part. He gets way too excited about that goose. Questions about them eating a goose, but I'll ignore it. <laughs> Pigs are omnivorous, so that's not surprising. Yeah, sure. Also, Miss Piggy is a bitch. How dare you? And her children Emily Cratchit, also suck. Emily Cratchit is always kind of a bitch. Yes, but Miss Piggy in general, Miss Piggy and Kermit have a very toxic relationship. <laughs> I know. I simply struggle. I mean, it's because I didn't grow up with it, but I simply struggle to see how all they're compatible. <laughs> no, I get it. Miss Piggy is acerbic and unpleasant. <laughs> just entirely. Every interview I've ever seen with her, she just is not, she's not a pleasant she seems hard to work with. And so they they sing a whole little song. Gonzo and Rizzo are also just here the whole time. Yeah. Uh, Michael Caine turns around and the ghost of prison, Christmas present is now 117 He's years just old. getting older. He's like, is that kid going to die? And the ghost goes, I I'm going to die. And the ghost goes, I don't know. I'm the ghost of the present, but I think so. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> He's about to die. 
about to make an educated guess. But I can see, I can see that chair being empty and that crutch being unused, that, so that kid will die, yeah. I was like, look, I'm the ghost of Christmas present, but even I can tell that kid's got like three days left. Especially if they keep him on the top harmony. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Soprano too? And so they go to a cemetery, the ghost fades away, and then we get the ghost of Christmas yet to come, who again, and I think I... I Talk about this a lot, where the ghost of Christmas yet to come is always just, you know, big dark figure points. He was, he put his hand gently on Scrooge's shoulder at one point. He seemed lovely. Honestly, I would pick him over that fucking demon ceramic child earlier. Um, That porcelain bitch could go fuck herself. (laughs) And we, we get to our personal favorite part of any Christmas Carol adaptation, where Ebenezer Scrooge is just a dumb fucking dumb fuck. Why are we roasting this guy now? Who's this dumbass dead guy no one likes? It's like spirit... Who is this man who has died that everyone is being so fucking mean to? God, whoever that guy is, he must suck. Oh man, all these people don't want to go to his funeral because he sucks. That's a shame. And his he's like, literal housekeeper comes in with his bedclothes. He's like, huh, I guess my housekeeper worked for another man. Interesting. What a shame they stole from that dead guy. <laughs> this is a bummer for me. Why did they have to steal bed things? The because blankets back, are still warm. Well, because back then, like, he would have had, like, really high quality, like, high thread count sheets. Yeah, but why not steal the things that are not actively touching the dead body? Because they don't have any respect for his dead body, so they don't care. He's gotta have silverware. There's sure gotta be else grab that. easier stuff to grab than the blanket actively wrapping <laughs> his cold, dead arms. It's like when you try to pull um, a tablecloth off a table and keep everything on it. They're just pulling the sheet off really hard. Also, if they're still warm, that means they took those blankets off a living guy. (laughs) I don't pay extra for the warmth. No shit. (laughs) Um, They're selling it to old Joe, who is just a big spider. Yeah. I don't think this Muppet has ever been in anything else, because why would it? So scary looking. (laughs) And And also he's like, oh, and this guy's Damascus cheap as hell. And I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) What? Look at this beautiful damask fabric we took from his house. He's like, that's a cheap damask fabric. And I'm like, oh, so this guy also has shit stuff. <laughs> or um, old Joe just has really like high quality taste for he damask. He's got really high damask taste. Yeah. <laughs> and then Scrooge is like, damn, whoever this guy is, that sucks for him. Can you show me one like person who is sad about death? And the ghost of Christmas, he had to come and goes, oh, what did you say? A dead child? You said sad about death and you didn't include any part- fucking participles for some reason? No, you you said sad no about- No pronouns. You just want general death? I know exactly what to show you, my bud. And, 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 and he went, no one is sadder about death than people who watched a five-year-old like take his last breath. Yeah, who the fuck understands? <laughs> I like to think it was while doing a harmony. <laughs> And Tiny Tim has died. Kermit comes back. It is really sad. He comes back. He's like, I found a good grave plot for him. It's overlooking the ducks on the stream. Yeah, he's like, I found a place where he can see. And then he just stops himself. And he's like, you can see. (laughs) Because he can't see anymore. And quite honestly, if he's buried underground, even if he could see, he wouldn't see shit. (laughs) He would see dirt. (laughs) He loved those ducks in those ponds, though. Especially eating them. What are the rules here? They ate a whole goose. They, they ate a goose. And they eat a turkey later. They, they hate rats, but also rats are people here. Rats are bad at working, but they are in fact there. They're they rats, are, though. They They're have to rats. pay taxes, The probably. rats might hate this announcement, but they do have to pay taxes. Um, and then I think, I like to think that Scrooge goes, damn, all those people were talking this shit about Tiny Tim. Oh, man. Like, he can't separate them I didn't them realize yet. that kids sucked ass so much. <laughs> I also, the thing that I, that really, I, I think does, I don't understand and it changes per adaptation what exactly is wrong with Tiny Tim. Yes. 
A lot my dad of, and I have this conversation every year. A lot of these things can't be fixed with a higher salary. So, so that's I. My dad and I talk about this a lot. Yeah, I'm and, sure. Yeah, and because my dad's an orthopedist, he's, he's always a on crutches for some reason for something. And so, at one point, I had thought I thought we had come to the consensus that he had two things: that he had rickets. Because rickets is like bone deterioration, mu- muscle deterioration. Spina bifida or some shit. Well, and no, and it usually happens um, if you're like in the dark too much. Mm. It literally happens like, you know, it happened a lot in Victorian England because there was so much smog and like poor people didn't go outside or some shit. And then he has this like um, TB on top of that. So I thought that's what was it. And then this year we saw a production of A Christmas Carol. My dad goes, no, TB, they actually realized TB can give you um, like spinal collapse or um, like muscle... Um, deterioration tb or i think at this point it would have been called consumption yeah like in moulin rouge yeah so i think he just has bad tb so i think scrooge is literally paying for a cure for tb yeah that's the thing you can't fix a spinal collapse with money (laughs) we are not there yet it's victorian england i guess it's it's more like he's paying to give him a better life to just elongate it because we know it's short I, but I guess it's like if you're yeah. eating well and like drinking water and seeing sunlight, maybe you can like prolong, prolong it. Yeah. No, like I understand the concept <laughs> of them being like, yeah, no, but I've always, I've always been like, well, he's not fixed. Yeah. He's, he's going to still be on that fucking crutch. It's not like you. Although don't... actually um, at the production I saw this year at the end, he came running on without a crutch and, oh, I, tur- fuck. and I turned to my mom and I went, wait. Well, holy fuck now. What? I don't think that that's how that works. What on earth? I don't think he just cured rickets. Yeah, what, it, it, it doesn't change infrastructure. This is honestly, <laughs> this is some government propaganda trying to make us think that it's the responsibility of one person to cure disease. <laughs> like, why aren't we doing this to the fucking the person in charge of England? Um, There's factory owners that should be getting these ghosts. The, the, ghost, the ghost ominously points at a grave and Scrooge is like, okay, why, do, why the fuck do you want to want me to look at this grave? It's about big Des- rock. Despite the fact that both of the other ghosts took me to the Christmas past and Christmas present of specifically me and, and these are my yet life. to come, the future. And yet, why do you want me to look at this grave? I don't know this dead man. And even then, it seems like once he is like, oh, it's Ebenezer, he seems to be under the pressure that he is dead now. <laughs> like, he seems to be under the pressure that the ghost is going, that's the end for you. He's like, no, 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 I could change. I could change who I am. I'm like, no, bud, this is still the future. Like, and then he's shocked when he wakes up. And I'm like, no. You didn't listen to the description of the ghosts. But he does wake up the next day, and it's Christmas Day. And thankfully, he can look out a room, and Bean Bunny, who had slept under newspaper outside of his business. <laughs> Natalie was very upset at Bean, Bean Bunny didn't get shit. Well, he gets he get he got some money. Now he never specifies if he. Uh, this is what else he's like here. Take, I'll give you a shilling, go buy that turkey. I'll give you five shillings. What about the money for the turkey? I think, I think it's implied- This kid's just supposed to have the money? I think it's implied that the turkey is like less than a shilling. How much is a shilling? I don't know. There, there's a hay penny, there's a pence. But I think the thing is like, he gives him the money to go get it. And he's like, you can keep the change? You can keep the change. And I think in the original book, he's like, and if you come back with it, you'll get like extra money. You know, to give the kid incentive to not like run off with the money, I guess. And then he gives him money for a cab. Because uh, the little boy is like, that turkey's bigger than me. <laughs> he was like, that turkey's larger than I am. Everything's like, larger than you he's are. He's so small. <laughs> and when he gets that turkey, it was not, in fact, twice his size. <laughs> he's a liar. No wonder. No wonder he threw that fucking wreath at him earlier and tried to murder him. <laughs> that bunny is a liar and a thief. <laughs> and then he, he goes to Bob Cratchit's house and he's like, you're here. You're not at work. Um, 
you're not you're not here as we discussed and kermit's like no we did discuss we it you full discussed it we That's had the last a time we spoke full conversation about me having the day off i picked up my dying son and everything like i remember <laughs> this very vividly i can there's about 25 rats who can preach for me on this one and then he says i'm like raising your salary and i'm gonna pay off your mortgage yeah what <laughs> what how does he even know how much that is? How much I guess, money I guess, does he runs, Scrooge have, he this runs motherfucker? The mor- I guess if he runs the mortgage. Does Crockett have broker. like a loan through Scrooge? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. That's crazy. For some reason, Brian Henson didn't think of going into the intricacies of Victorian England debt. Why? <laughs> you should know fully well, as you said that sarcastically, that that's what I would expect from them. <laughs> and then it's all Christmas. And they celebrate and they go, and also Tiny Tim didn't die. And Rizzo the Rat goes, oh, thank God. Yeah. Expecting that this story was going to end with everyone was happy until Tiny Tim died three days later. And then they all made it through another Christmas. It was kind of a bummer. And then all Christmases were good. <laughs> he also shows up. He's like, I got you a turkey. And I also brought the whole fucking town. And then they sing a song inside. Not everyone can fit in this house because they're so poor. Fred's wife's not in there. <laughs> so Fred have... is sitting at the table. His human wife is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> they have like a hundred people outside of the Clara. house just looking in the windows being like damn that looks like a lovely dinner i would love to be invited to one someday i like to think that separate from being a scrooge he just fucking hates clara he's like that girl's a bitch i mean he last wa- time we played category she made fun of me so i mean the only interaction i think he has with clara is her going oh yeah your uncle is like a rat and a fucking whore and he's ugly and he's dirty and two people were offended ebenezer scrooge and, and the, the rats, rats. <laughs> And I think Scrooge is like, okay, well, at least Fred has met me. He was like, you know what, Fred? I probably deserve that from him. I, I've not met you. Why did you and get And you're married, being Fred? so mean to me. You've yeah, not met me he once. He doesn't pay Fred's fucking salary. <laughs> There's no reason Clara should be so fucking angry. <laughs> and so just bemused. She's like, oh, yes. It also seems like Scrooge and Fred don't, like, hang out that often. It doesn't seem like they live near each other. Why would anyone, honestly, why does anyone here even know who that guy is? <laughs> So, like, why are they spent again, why is this a fucking roast? The Fred Ebenezer Scrooge relationship's tenuous at best already in yeah. almost everything I've ever seen. Yeah. This one especially, I'm like, he shows up, he's like, Merry Christmas, Uncle. He's like, I've never I'm gonna met go your bully wife. you to all of my friends. You're invited if you wanna come. <laughs> why? If you want to come defend yourself. He's but he's also like, come, come oh, I love Christmas. It's joy to all. Here's a donation for the poor. I'm such a great guy. My uncle fucking sucks. <laughs> and I'm gonna gossip about him in front of everyone. Um, under the ruse of a game and then they all sing a song called when love is found um michael kane is singing it with robin and it is beautiful and he does a very good job and at one point michael kane is sat at a table with robin on his right hand and bean bunny on his left and all was right with the world picks up robin from the ground so he can sit on the table and puts a hand on his little frog back He just looks so cute. Also, I love that he was like, I was nervous about singing. Barely sings. Yeah. It is notes to a rhythm. (laughs) Apparently, Michael Caine was like fully excited to do this role because he had been invited to be on The Muppet Show and wasn't able to do it because it was filmed in London. The original Muppet Show was filmed in London and he was like on fucking like visa in the US or something and couldn't um, make it to London. Like there was Uh some reason why he was like stuck in the United States. Um, Oh, he was living as a tax exile in the U.S. at the time. I don't know what that means, but it means he couldn't get to the U.K. to film The Muppet Show. like a criminal. (laughs) But he had so many friends who had been on it, like Roger Moore, John Cleese, and Peter Sellers. They all had shirts that were like, I was on The Muppet Show. Yeah, and they were all like, yeah, they had a huge amount of fun appearing on the show, and it gave them extra kudos with their children. 
And so when he heard that this movie was <laughs> extra kudos, with, he's like, I need my children to love I me. Need, that's what a lot, a lot of people who do Muppet things are like, oh, my kids are going to love this. That's my mom's theory on why Gordon Ramsay was in the new one. Yeah. Yeah. No, like it, it's like a whole thing. People talk about it a lot. And apparently when he heard that this movie was greenlit, he literally just like wouldn't stop emailing the Henson company <laughs> until they agreed to meet with him. And then they're like, yeah, you're Academy Award winner, Michael Caine. We will, we will meet with you. Which I do think brings us to my mini game. I do want a real quick note yes. that it says that Tiny Tim escapes death and gets well again. <laughs> Very vague. Like, what? is he fully healed? I also like how he becomes a second father to Tiny Tim as opposed to like a, like a god, an uncle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. does that mean Bob Cratch is like, I'm going to chill now? Bob, Bob's an absolute, actually an absentee father. Yeah, like, what do you mean? He doesn't need a second father. He needs honestly like a fucking hospital. So my mini game is less a game and more a thought experiment. <laughs> More I don't us. know if you consider this a game, but <laughs> this is I picked up a rock outside. <laughs> this is more of a think tank for me <laughs> to bring ideas to the Jim Henson like a company. little fishbowl conversation. <laughs> yeah, this is more a pitch meeting oh, okay. for us to figure out what we will take to the Jim Henson company. Well, you when know I've how ad- many of our listeners are higher ups at the Jim Henson Look, company. Look, you know what? I've been more shocked by people who listen to our podcasts. So I... <laughs> So I guess I would disagree. I've been shocked before, but I don't think I've been quite the level of like a higher up at this of uh, the fucking Henson company. Listen to this podcast. What I have here is I have five classic stories. Love it. And I want you to tell me that if this was a Muppet adaptation, um, and I'm going to set some ground rules here. Who because, is the man? Who's the Muppets? Well, who is human? Because there's always at least one human at character. At least one human. My like reasoning here is one of the main primary characters is a human. And then you can have like one or two like cameo or like side characters be human, but really try and keep it to like one main character as a human. Or like fundamentally like relatives of that main character where it's like they have to be a human. I mean, I even have some that maybe aren't that. Humans cannot give birth to frogs. <laughs> so, but I have not only who I think should be human, but I have um, Muppet casting. Okay. Just like of what I think is correct. Um, you don't have to give me the full cast, but if you have any gut instinct, I would love you to tell me and then I will tell you what I have and we can just kind of banter back and forth love it. on what these movies should be. Should I do Muppet proper? I was going to say, you should stick to Muppet proper like as if this is a real Muppet production. No Double Stuff 7. There's no Double Stuff 7. You can't have Elmo in it because they are different corporations right now. And so to make a Muppet movie, you have to stick within the Muppet canon. You mm. are welcome to bring up a list of all the Muppets if you would like to or just kind of go based off of your gut. I'll probably just go with who was in this movie. That's fair. So we are going to start... <laughs> With Les Miserables. <laughs> Who do you think the human is in Les Miserables? Jean Valjean. I disagree. Javert? I think it's Javert. <laughs> okay. Fine. I, I just think... It, I could see that. Like, why does he have such a hard vengeance against him? It doesn't make sense. There's <laughs> gotta be other criminals he's gotta be going after. <laughs> so maybe it's like a race thing where he's like, this is a fucking puppet. But everyone is. It seems like he's the one on the outs. And maybe that's why his 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 perspective is so skewed. Ooh. Um, and then stars is just heartbreaking because he just dies. Do you have any other gut instincts for casting of Muppets Les Miserables? Who do you think would be Jean Valjean? I guess that's a good place Kermit. to start. Interesting. I feel like you gotta give Kermit one of the bigger roles. Kermit isn't young enough to me to be any of the Barricade Boys. I had I had Kermit as Marius. He doesn't have young energy because that would mean Piggy's Cosette, wouldn't it? So what I have here... Oh, you are not honoring the Piggy. Well, I have I have two options Piggy, here. Piggy, I think, would be Fantine, if anything. Or... So I have two options here. Kermit as Marius. And then we have Piggy and Denise. Denise being the other girl pig from the Muppet sitcom. Yes, I'm familiar. Her and, as Eponine. Well, either them... Either Piggy as... Because I feel like Piggy would want to be like the really dramatic role. Yeah. So I feel like Piggy would want to be Eponine and then Denise would be Cosette. 
Cause like Piggy loves to play jealous, you know? But then as we were watching, I was like, maybe, or the other option is she plays both Fontaine and Cosette. <laughs> Cause she wants more screen time. I don't think Piggy's an ingenue. That's why, that's why I kind of be. had her at Eponine. I don't think Cosette is the right role for her. Okay. I don't now, think she would agree to play a Thenardier because she wouldn't want to be a villain. Now, I do have two people as the Thenardiers, and I think you'll like it. Beaker and Honeydew. <laughs> uh, no, it's Statler and Waldorf, which means they would be gay. I love that. <laughs> I think Statler and Waldorf is the Thenardiers. Big fan of gay. It'd be kind of funny if they were both your pair. <laughs> I've seen people cast Sam Eagle as Javert, and like I get that. But I just also think it's very funny for Javert to be a human. Um, I had Fozzie as Jean Valjean. I want Javert to be Leslie Odom Jr. No, yeah, I like, I, if it could, like, I was like, should it be like Norm Lewis? Like, yeah. I feel like it should be like someone. A serious, again, yeah. gotta have someone who seriously looks like he's ready to fucking kill that Muppet. So I had Fozzie as Jean Valjean. <laughs> I had Fozzie leading man energy. Fozzie would be a good Thernardier. Okay. But then you gotta have a fucking... I mean, you could have Gonzo and Camilla. I was, gonna say as Gonzo and Cam- I was about to say See, Gonzo. See, but and I had Gonzo and Rizzo as Andrelas and Grantaire, the two barricade boys that I wrote fan fiction about when I was ah, thirteen. Yes. Is um, Bunny is, is Bean gonna be fucking? Um, I had it between Gavroche. Rob- I had it between Robin and Bean. <laughs> I said either Robin or Bean is gonna be Gavroche. Excellent. This one's also hard because, and like a lot of these are gonna be hard because there's very few women, which is a core, you know, issue with the Muppets. Um, I mean, yeah, because is Denise considered canon? I mean, yeah, I think. Would they I, put her in a movie? They probably could if they wanted to. Yeah. And what are the other female options? Camilla, who's just a flat out chicken. Um, Janice. And then in the sitcom, there's also a female rat. Like a, like a Rizzo <laughs> counterpart. We've seen so many rats. I gotta <laughs> believe. Um, what's her name? Uh, I guess I could try to put Scooter in something if I wanted. Yeah. I mean, if you want to use Skeeter, you can. Uh, Yolanda. Yolanda. Kermit's assistant who is good friends with Rizzo. Good friends and yeah. quotes. You know what? Let's move on. Yeah. We can always come back. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. Lay Musarab easy. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. I want Belle to be the human. Okay. Do you want to know what my gun instinct can is? Can you double cast the beast? Because animals should be the beast. <laughs> <laughs> See, my thought, and I, I did steal this from a tweet I saw once, where yes. it's um, the beast is the human but like his beast form is his human form. And that's why they all see him as so ugly. And then when the curse is reversed, he becomes a Muppet. The Muppet version of himself? <laughs> yeah, it's like, like he becomes like the fucking, you know, manor Muppet version of Jason See, Siegel. this is a fascinating one though. Because that would mean that you'd have to have Muppet versions of, of people as furniture. <laughs> Not necessarily. Like, would that mean? They that- don't really apply to logic here. So, well, hold on. So, like, if I, just just hypothetically, if Kermit were to play Lumiere, yeah. would he be a green candelabra? <laughs> Or are you telling me it's just Kermit with like a candle on his head? Like, I think it's like how um, it would be like stage productions of Beauty and the Beast where it's like Kermit, but he has like little gloves on that are candlesticks. Kermit would probably be Lumiere. I do have Kermit as Lumiere. Now, see, it would be funny if you just (laughs) Gaston was the human. I mean, that's the other option. No, I did have Sam Eagle as Gaston. Or I mean, Gonzo and Rizzo as Gaston. As oh, Gaston as, and that's fair. LeFou. Um, so uh, I did actually cast who I wanted to be the Beast, who is a human in his Beast form, and then a Muppet is in his human form. <laughs> no, it is indeed Josh Groban. Okay, <laughs> and then it's just a little Muppet version of Josh Groban. <laughs> Josh Groban loves the Muppets. He like works with them all the time. I mean, this would be one where I would, I think, do Belle and Beast as humans. Yeah, that's fair. I would follow probably. And that's a lot of their adaptations. Like Wizard of Oz, they do that. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of their, it's interesting, a lot of their adaptations, it's a female lead and they pick a human and not picky. <laughs> so maybe that's why she's such a cunt. 
Yeah, and then like Piggy as like Mrs. Potts, Fozzie as Cogsworth, like that, you know, that that stuff is easy. Robin gonna be the baby. Robin could be Chip. Chip. <laughs> um, the Great Gatsby. Uh, main character, not the Gatsby, the person who we're speaking through the eyes Nick of. Nick Carraway? Yeah, that's gonna be Kermit. Okay. That's Kermit. Okay. That's gotta be Kermit for me. Um, I was supposed to read The Great Gatsby for school. Did you never read it? I was supposed to. I love it. I actually genuinely love the I book. I was assigned it. I don't think Gatsby should be human. But I don't know who else would. I had Nick Carraway as the human, and it's still Tobey Maguire from the, <laughs> from the Baz Luhrmann adaptation of The Great Gatsby. Kermit can't be Gatsby. Kermit can be Gatsby. He wears little suits all the time. I mean, he have to die. Yeah. You can't kill Kermit. I can. He like Maybe he like pops up at the end, and he's like, whoa. That was crazy. Guys, that was crazy. Actually, a lot of, there's a lot of death and violence. There's a lot of sex and violence in this one. So maybe yeah. it is perfect for the Muppets. <laughs> I had Gatsby and Daisy are obviously Kermit and Miss Piggy. And then the girl that like, they, like that is their friend that like sleeps with Tobey Maguire. The one who causes like the death? Yeah. Who like is driving the car that's Janice. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Again, a lot of- Is Jordan driving the car? I thought Daisy was driving the car. Daisy's driving the car. I don't know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> All I know is this is a lot of human Muppet intercourse you've got going on. Um, and then the eyes of J.T. Eckelberg are just Sam Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> I just see Sam Eagle. He, he, he was the professor in Christmas Carol. Gotcha. That's the American way. Oh, that is the British, British way. way. <laughs> also, why was he the only one graduating? <laughs> why did no one else in his little school graduate? Um, the next one I have, and I feel confident about this one, and this one's going to be hard at, due to a reason we just discussed. Muppet human intercourse? No, little women. No, I did name four female Muppet characters. Me sitting here also struggling to separate little women and Pride and Prejudice. That's, that's fair. I, 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 I I was writing this out and I wrote, uh, just, I wrote Piggy as Joe and Denise as Jane. And then I was like still typing. I went, wait. (laughs) I don't think I'd put Piggy as Joe. I think I'd put her as Meg. Interesting. I had, so I had Piggy as Joe and then Kermit as Lori. Because again, I think, you're right. Their relationship is not healthy. And for them to like end up not together, I feel like would be a very bold choice. So as a director. They've ended up not together in almost all of your choice, all of your things. And honestly, have any of them, they ended up together? No. No, and they're not going to in the last one either. You have you, so <laughs> it's not like this is specifically a bold choice. But also choice. In, in a lot of the like adaptations they make, Rarely is she a romantic lead. Yeah, who's... Oh, Kermit was a scarecrow in Muppets vs. Oz. And Piggy was Glinda. Yeah. So, like, I had Piggy as Joe. You know, the feisty one. The, like, one that people are like, she's too bitchy. She deserves a leading role. It's too masculine for her to accept. I think she would care more about being the lead. I think she'd be fine in pants. Like, she's she's a girl boss. She's a girl boss, but I think she would like being the prettiest sister. But... If Denise was Amy, that fuels that piggy Denise hatred. You're trying to start an actual murder on your set. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> What's your point? I think my issue is that I think there's an implication that Joe is too good for Lori. Mm. And I refuse to take piggy being too good for Kermit. No. It's not the truth. No, I think the implication is who that... Else is, who else am I supposed to put Kermit with, though? Damn it. Yeah, right? Fuck it. Camilla's gonna be Joe. <laughs> you know what? You can go with it. <laughs> that This is your... <laughs> Camilla as, as Amy would be funny. <laughs> so is that Gonzo Lori? I don't know. That's just why everyone hates her. She's just a She's fucking just a chicken. chicken. So I had Piggy as Joe and Denise as Amy. Uh, Yolanda the female rat as Meg. 
with then Rizzo as John Brooke. Okay. Because, like, natural selection. I don't know. <laughs> you, yeah. you have to have like with like. <laughs> See, I don't understand. You, your, your, logic is, your logic is not consistent. Um, you didn't tell me who the humans are. Humans? Plural? I currently have two humans. The parents. I have the humans are Marmy, still played by Laura Dern. I and like then it. also Bob Odenkirk still makes his cameo appearance at Christmas. And they gave birth to four Muppets. <laughs> oh, and sorry, Janice is Beth. Music. Again with the killing. Look, man, a lot of a lot of these kill people. I feel like Beth would be the human sister of mm, all of them. That's fair. If you were to make one a human, I think it'd be Beth. Yeah. Mainly because of um maybe you make Rolf Beth. Because <laughs> he can play piano. <laughs> And Bob Odenkirk comes in and goes, my little women. And he's like, oh, yes, father. I'm assuming it's Sam Eagle, the mean guy who teaches her piano. Yeah, I think so. I really stopped. I just really wanted Bob Odenkirk to act with Miss the Muppets. Miss Piggy could be a good uh, Aunt, Aunt, Aunt March. Yeah. yeah. Meryl Streep. Yeah, she could. Now, this one I know is going to be a long deliberation. <laughs> because what's a more classic story? <laughs> what's a no, no, no. It's a story. Quiet, quiet, my child. What's a more classic literature? What's a more classic piece of literature than HBO Max's <laughs> Our Flag Means Death? I don't know if you consider this a movie, but <laughs> a book. So in so um cast Our Flag Means Death. I want I want Reese Darby and Taika to stay. Okay. <laughs> I want Reese Darby and Taika to stay. Okay. Mary would have to be Miss Piggy. Yes, I also had Piggy as Mary, and I had both. You of can them. have Robin and Bean as the kids. <laughs> I was gonna say both of the kids are just different Robins. <laughs> it's just two Robins. Two Robins. <laughs> so I, d- I didn't have Tyka and Reese staying. I'm keeping Tyka. No, that's Reese. fair. I just wanted you to know that I had Gonzo and Kermit. Okay. I had Gonzo as Ed and Kermit as Steed. Well, Kermit would have to be Steed. Well, yeah, because like there's that one picture of him wearing a billowy white shirt. Yeah. No. Um. I would keep. T- I would absolutely keep Tyka and Reese. Also, I think they'd love it. I think they'd yeah. have a fun time. Oh yeah. Oh, interesting. So, so you're going to have to cast um, two people that I did not cast as Muppets. Is he Hans? And I kept Calico Jack. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> I said, is he Hans? No, Fozzie would be a good Calico Jack. What? <laughs> Just showing up, fucking shit up and leaving. That's very Fozzie. That's, fair. That's very fair. Okay, who's your Izzy Hans? Roach's Beaker. Um, oh, interesting. I, had, I mean, I had Swedish Chef, chef as Roach. Depends on which part. Are you more into his him being a fucking sociopath? Well, the Swedish chef is also always fucking or things a cook. up. Yeah. He, he's like, we'll cook and then cut off a well, fucking it hand. It seems like Roach is good at cooking. <laughs> but bad at everything In else. In fact, he tries to cut off a hand and he doesn't succeed. <laughs> Wait, what's the name of this one? Which one? Little freak. Oh, Pepe the King Prawn. Okay, well, maybe Pepe the King Prawn would be a good Roach. <laughs> Pepe the King Prawn would be a good roach. Who's that little fucker? <laughs> um, if I were to do it this way, then mm-hmm. I would have to, I think, the way that I've set things up already, yes. Kermit would have to be Lucius. Interesting. Okay. I think that's fair. Gonzo, I think, is going to be my Izzy hands. <laughs> Sam Eagle is, of course, going to be Wee John Feeney. <laughs> I disagree. Snuffle off again. Uh, no, the, the, the Muppet Virgin Sweetums. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> now, for Ivan and Fang, I had... I said, you can just pick any two members of the Electric Mayhem. <laughs> so I had Animal and Dr. Teeth, but I think you could like choose any of the two Electric Mayhem. That's fair. <laughs> Frenchie should be Ralph. Rolf. Did I say that? No, I didn't. I said Frenchie is... Oh, I didn't, I didn't give a Frenchie, I don't think. Rolf. <laughs> okay. 
The one I had the hardest time with was um, Olu and Jim. And you didn't pick the two rats. Rizzo and girl Rizzo? Well, because there isn't a gender neutral Muppet. I think Pepe the King Prong could be a non-binary You're king. You're going to pick Pepe the King Prong <laughs> as Jim? I just think we don't know Pepe the King Prong's identity. I mean, I don't know any of their genitals. Let's be real. That's fair. Um, I'm actually quite proud of myself with Fozzie being Calico Jack. I think that's, that's, I think that's a good one. You know what? I'll one. give it to you. I had Fozzie as Black Pete. Also could be a good option. And then I had Rolf as Olu. Okay. I don't know Rolf like that. <laughs> I don't know Rolf. He's just kind of a guy. I don't know Rolf enough to know his. Well, who's who does? I know. I mean, could you put just a beard on Janice? <laughs> you could, right? Yeah. You're like here. Yeah. This is the best the Muppets can do. <laughs> the Muppets barely have any women, let alone non-binary. Never people. mind. I take it back. We'll do Beaker as Jim, Honeydew as Olu. I considered it. <laughs> if anyone's a non-binary king, it's Beaker. <laughs> I did consider that. That's what I'm gonna go with. Even um, though it's so creepy that Honeydew doesn't have eyes. I said that all of the badmintons are played by Sam Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Every badminton is Sam Eagle. <laughs> no, I think that... I mean, look, the, the best version is absolutely just Con O'Neill as Izzy Hands and then all Muppets. Yeah. However, negotiating, figuring this out, will make good TV. You I know, think Taika and Reese around Muppets is very good. I think that, I think that the, the Con O'Neill, that's more of like an inside baseball type thing. <laughs> that's like, that's people who've seen the show. Like, this would be, if you were trying to appeal to the masses. Fair, yeah. No, I also just like the idea of including... Um, <laughs> Real, put Reese in a Muppet movie. Reese needs to be in all the Muppet movies. Yeah. Retroactively. <laughs> we just fucking Photoshop him in. Reese needs to be in every Muppet movie and in my love life. Those are the two <laughs> things I require of Reese Darby. What is the what's the name of the fucking actual badminton actor? Because that would also just be funny. Oh, Rory Kinnear. Just having it's Rory Kinnear. Rory Kinnear. Or one of all the, Muppets, Rory Kinnear. Or one of the badmintons is Sam Eagle, and then the other one is Rory Kinnear, and they're like, you're twins, you look exactly alike. Like, it's like the victorious thing of being like, they look nothing alike, but everyone thinks they do. <laughs> Can we do Walter and his brother? <laughs> I forgot about Walter. I forgot we can't include Walter. Walter's a good one. Walter would have been a good Nick Carraway, but I still stand by that being Toby McGuire. I forgot about Walter. Oh my god, I can't believe I, f- I feel awful. Walter would be a good Marius. Yeah. Well, every role where I'm like, I don't know if Kermit could do it, it, it could is Walter. Walter. Walter doesn't have a love interest. No, I do appreciate, you know, with the format that you chose, yes. I do appreciate Kermit as Lucius. However, in my world where Kermit is Steed, yes. who do you think I chose as Lucius? Robin. No, because I'm very proud of it. Who? Scooter. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. Right? <laughs> Just have Scooter and Skeeter as Ivan and Fang. <laughs> this is such a specific reference to put at the end of this. <laughs> I know, but it was too good to pass My off. sweet boys. <laughs> I know, we eventually want to do a special episode on just the entirety the of our flag means We'll do it right before season right before two before season two drops. Yeah. You know, we said that maybe Janice is Jim or whatever. So then, um, does that mean that Girl Rat is Spanish Jackie and Rizzo is Fred Armisen? That's the thing, is that it's such a funny idea of keeping just the stunt cast and be like, this is great. Oh, it's 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 Girl I'm- Rat and Fred Armisen. <laughs> Or like, I'd love to see Leslie Jones with just an army of Muppet husbands. <laughs> or you still do the stunt cast, but it's Muppet versions of those characters. It's a Muppet version of Leslie Jones. If you can do Muppet versions of things, that changes everything. Because it would be a Muppet Reese, a Muppet Taika, and the real Con O'Neill. <laughs> I, I think that's a good way to do it. The best way to do it would be Muppet Taika Waititi, Muppet Reese Darby, human Con O'Neill. 
watch Con O'Neill follow the orders of a Muppet. That's the thing. Is like, you know, they did a con <laughs> where someone brought up, like, because it's been going around Twitter and, like, probably, like, Reddit and Tumblr for a while now. It's like, oh, our flag means death is, like, Izzy Hands is surrounded by a bunch of Muppets. Whatever. And someone brought that up to Con O'Neill and he was like, no, I, don't, I think that, like, limits the emotional depth of the show. Has he seen a Muppet Christmas Carol? This shit has emotional, like, more emotional depth than most people I've met in There's my life. There's so much emotional depth. The issue is, and the issue is not that the Muppets lack the emotional depth, let's be clear. Yeah. He very much has the vibe of a Muppet Christmas Carol where Con O'Neill is acting as if he's with a Shakespearean company yeah. doing the stupidest little gay pirate show I've ever seen. <laughs> and you would believe that he walked off the set of Pirates of the Caribbean and walked right into this and went, all right, guys, I'm going to continue to be a very serious pirate man. <laughs> Oh my god, and then like they shave his beard and it's just like a, it's a smooth felt. They shave his beard and it's more human type. <laughs> I will say I do love the idea of Kermit leaving Miss Piggy and becoming gay. Right? For Gonzo. That's excellent. Nicholas from Nicholas. Or, or Kermit is Steed, voiced by Reese Darby, and then it's just Puppet Taika. <laughs> or Steed is Reese Darby, voiced by Kermit. <laughs> It's just, it's Reese doing his best Kermit impression. Oh my god. I think, I think the winner is, is definitely Muppet. Muppet Taika, Muppet Taika, Muppet, Reese, Muppet Reese, Human, Human Con. Con O'Neill. I'm like, now I just want to do The Shining, but just. <laughs> Kermit's taking an axe to Miss no, Piggy. No, no, no. Jack Nicholson is a Jack human Nicholson's among Muppets? Jack the human. Kermit would be the bartender. Kermit would absolutely be the bartender. Is movie. Robin Danny? I think he's gotta be. I want to see him on a bike. Just like his uncle. <gasps> oh. What are your favorite Christmas movies? I don't do Christmas movies. That's crazy to me. My family didn't do Christmas movies. So right. I've never been a... Like, I think that we had this conversation with... Our friends, yeah. With our friends at the diner. And I just sat out of it. Because I was just like, I really don't have one. I don't... We didn't do Christmas movies ever. Mm. If I were to name the Christmas movies I've seen. This one. Mm-hmm. Elf. Mm-hmm. You've seen the Polar Express. Polar Express. Where's the one where he has a bank? Oh, It's a Wonderful Life? Yes. Jesus. That one. It's a Wonderful Life is very good. It's a Wonderful Life. I like the scene where he just flips shit on yeah. the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I just like that one. I've never seen any of the Santa Clauses. That's okay. I mean, none of them are in my top three. My, my top three are Muppet Christmas Carol, Polar Express, and the Rankin Bass Santa Claus is coming to town. I do like the little, um, little claymation Rudolph. Yeah, that's Rankin Bass. Oh, it is? Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. I used to watch it at my dentist. That's, that's funny. As a child, it was Cause, a dentist. Because the elf wants to be a dentist. It was a dentist so movie. It's a very pro-dentist movie. It was a dentist movie. Watch where, dentist. where this kid is literally working for Santa Claus. And he goes, no, I want to be a fucking dentist. I want to be a dent. I want to be a proctologist. Thank you. <laughs> what did you learn? <laughs> How old was um, Michael Caine in this? Um, if it was in 1992, he was born in 1933. So he was 59. Crazy. Um, yeah, 59. That was not what I learned. That was just a separate thing I was curious about. Um, I learned from this movie, Mm -hmm. I learned that if you make an animal small enough, I will absolutely fall (laughs) head over heels in love with it. Which is weird because your cat is so large. And I hate her. (laughs) I learned that- Show me a small, cold animal and you've won me over. I I learned that um, money can just cure rickets. You got enough money? Fuck tuberculosis. That shit's gone. That is not... That's the thing. TB brought... TB... I don't know what the fuck magic people thought TB was. Or TB actually was. I don't know. TB and stuff is not... 
we gotta do some kind of tuberculosis thing someday so I can just be like, here's what TB actually is. We'll do Moulin Rouge and you can come in with so many facts about tuberculosis. I hate Moulin Rouge. I know, so do I. Oh, God. Um, what'd you learn this year? This is our oh, final Jesus. episode of, of 2022. Yeah. And we're gonna, I think we're gonna take like a week or two off for mm-hmm. the new year. I learned. I learned if you make an animal small. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that money can cure rickets. A small, cold animal. I learned that, you know, the only true friend in your life is the one who can fan cast Our Flag Means Death with you. About Muppets. Because everyone else has left me. I am so lonely and this bitch won't leave. I won't. I learned that. Um, I learned if you just throw a podcast at the internet enough, sometimes people will listen to you it. Can, you get to go see <laughs> Star Kid with some friends. <laughs> I learned that Anchor is the best way to up- <laughs> Tools provided by Anchor are truly... I deserve that. I, You know what I learned? And I'll, you might agree with this. Uh, I learned that if you just keep fucking applying to jobs, eventually someone's going to be desperate <laughs> enough to let you have it. I, I learned that if you bring up um, the Muppets or your Midsummer Tattoo in enough interviews, someone will eventually hire you. <laughs> and several people will. And se- several people will say no. I learned that a properly timed TikTok will get you two emails from Sam Ray. <laughs> Being an absolute idiot on the internet will give you Sam Reich's personal email address. I don't know if we fully talked about this on the podcast, but I guess once it airs, like, I'm really going to talk about it openly, I guess. (laughs) We do a special episode of just reacting to Game Changer episodes. Who are your, uh, who are your top three people of the year? What? (laughs) Number one for me is Reese Darby. Sam Reich is in there. Yeah, I think mine are Taika Waititi, Sam Reich. And Robin the Frog. I feel like I need to honor David Jenkins. However, Sam Reich, you're great. I love your content. I also respect the fact that um, <laughs> in a time of need, you made my roommate want to keep living. <laughs> Thank you. I can't Natalie, avoid- Natalie always bullies me for how I reacted to when our cars got broken into and stolen. And she never tells the part that I was the closest I'd ever been to actively killing myself when it happened. Sam, Sam Reich is one of the only people this year who's been only nice to me. As far as like events, I think that Lou Wilson is the person that we have seen yeah. the most. Yeah, probably. Do you have a favorite movie that you saw this year? My favorite movie that I saw this year? Yeah. <laughs> probably Violent Night, man. That shit rocked. <laughs> that shit rocked and I distinctly have not watched any of like the big movies of this year. My top five movies of this year as according to my letterbox at DCers. Is that going to change? Probably not. If Probably not no the next like two weeks. Yeah. I don't know. There are a few more to see. I don't think like The Whale is going to really make it up there. Because all of these are at least four and a half stars. Guillermo. Guillermo's Pinocchio. Oh. That was like Guillermo from Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> I, I do still need to see Guillermo's Pinocchio. And that would so count for 2022. That, that would count for 2022. If it's really good, it might make it into my top five. But I really don't see this top five changing. It's Everything Everywhere All at Once and Tar, which I both gave five stars. Um, X, Pearl, and The Fablemans. Mm. which those three got uh, four and a half stars for me. What's your bottom five movies? <laughs> my bottom five movies. From from uh, bottom to top or top to bottom? From top to bottom. So right now I have 48 movies logged for 2022, of like 2022 movies. Mm-hmm. At number 44, I have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre requel. Hates it. She hates it. <laughs> um, but not as much as number 45, which is Don't Worry Darling. <laughs> At number 46, I have Anna, um, Anna de Armas's Blonde, which I think I gave one star. Really? Okay. At number 47 is Robert Zemeckis' Pinocchio. <laughs> and then at number 48, a movie that I literally will, that somebody at like Variety or IndieWire or something, like put in their top 10 movies. And I was in a group <gasps> chat of people like being like, why? It is 13 the musical. The 
top movie. ten movies? They were like they put it in like their top movies of the year, and I was like, "Fuck you, fuck you! You don't deserve your film critic association. <laughs> you, you don't deserve life. No, fuck you. no. You know what? You don't. <laughs> You're not doing it properly. Like I, <laughs> you walked out of this thinking in your life one of the best things you saw was Thirteen, the musical, the movie. <laughs> so that's my top five and bottom five. Lightyear escaped so both, man. Uh, um, where can we find you? Uh, you can find the pod on TikTok at Stop Your Ruining It. You can find me on TikTok at Saved by the Dells. No one's yelling at me right now, but I'm sure they will yell at me soon. Shortly. Um, find me on Instagram at Delaney Sears, or you can uh, find me wandering the streets of my childhood home, um, keeping an eye out on the Knoxville, Tennessee crime scene. <laughs> just an eye. She's not going to do anything about it. No, just I'm just, I just, I just want everyone to know I'm there. You can find me here staring at the Pikachu on top of our tree, <laughs> wondering how long I'll be able to leave this up before Delaney comes home and forces us to take it down. Oh no, we'll leave it up for a bit. Don't worry. Good. <laughs> I know. I look. Oh, bye guys. Someone just knocked on our door. All right. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy new year. Bye. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> we just got a noise complaint fucking bullshit that's bullshit we're loud but we're not that loud our neighbor sings opera at three in the morning it's probably not that neighbor it's probably the other one i don't know but we're not that loud no genuinely all right well uh i learned that we're too loud always i always am uh yeah so we'll see you in the new year all right bye, bye.